Welcome to Wellness Rebranded. We know there's so much conflicting health and fitness advice out there, and you're tired of the senseless and toxic diet culture noise. You're ready to tune into your body, feel empowered around food, and focus on your true health and well-being. Welcome to the Wellness Rebranded podcast. We're the healing trio of your health and wellness anti-diet dreams. I'm Tara, personal trainer. I'm Elizabeth, registered dietitian and certified intuitive eating counselor. And I'm Maura, licensed clinical social worker. Together, we're pushing back on diet culture, hustle culture, and toxic positivity to help you practice genuine health-promoting self-care. So grab your water bottle, forget the rules, and let's start rebranding your wellness journey. So Tara, you describe yourself as being kind of new to diet culture. Yes. And my response to you was, you're new to knowing about diet culture. Totally true. When did you first sort of become aware of it? So I'm like the poster child for diet culture, like growing up. I grew up in a family where we were very like weight conscious. We were very like, don't eat this, a moment on the lips, forever on the hips kind of family. And I, of course, was overweight like my whole life, essentially. So... I felt very... You were told you were overweight. Totally. You actually were, were just you. <laughs> I was just a normal, like, mm-hmm. yeah. who I am. But I was very much told, like, oh, you need to lose weight. You need to do this and this and this. And, of course, all these things that we know about diet culture now. But it wasn't until a few years ago when I started noticing, like, how harmful this was. And it prompted me to kind of, like, learn more about it and the harm that it causes And as a trainer, of course, like personal training is full of diet culture, right? All their clients come to you and want to lose weight and want to change their bodies and want to fit in this crazy dress size by Sunday. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's like, what? What kind of miracle workers am I, right? But that's when I kind of decided I don't want to be a part of this anymore. Something didn't feel right. It didn't feel right to me because it's just so unhealthy and it damages so many people in so many ways that I didn't want to contribute to that at all. And now I've kind of crossed that line in the other direction where not only do I not want to damage people and be a part of it is I want to help people not even get sucked into it. Yes. And you and I are so aligned in that, in that we're both trying to help people opt out of diet culture all day long. Yep. Maura, when did you first become aware of diet culture? Mm. You know, I'm, I don't know exactly when I became aware of it. It kind of like slowly crept in. I think that, I think I remember seeing like one of my friends from high school, uh, she became a dietitian and she, she posted something that really resonated with me. And I was like, oh, this is a different way of looking at it. Do you remember what it was? I feel like it was something about, like, food is food. And that was, like, a weird concept to me. And the way she had said it, it was kind of like it unlocked something. Like, oh, all food has nutrition in it. Mm -hmm. There isn't such a thing as bad food. Right. Food is just food. Which was, like, wild to me. And isn't that so symbolic of how ingrained diet culture is that for a lot of people... That idea that you mean food is just food, there isn't good food or bad food or healthy food or junk food is mind-blowingly either revolutionary or so difficult to understand. But wait, of course some food is good for you and some is bad for Mm -hmm. you. But the reality is they all get broken down into the same macronutrients in your body and those macronutrients all foods get broken down into them and and they all do something for your body. Your body is utilizing those macronutrients in some way. It um, is so crazy to me that we assign like morality to food. Mm-hmm. You know, like what? When did we start doing that and why? Because I'm sure our like caveman ancestors weren't like, oh man, this brontosaurus is really fatty. 
So for people out there who are wondering, kind of maybe they're also new to diet culture, which again, I would say you're not new to diet culture. You're new perhaps to learning about diet culture because we are all swimming in the waters of diet culture every single day. But the the easiest way I can describe diet culture is that it's synonymous with pressure. It's pressure to be thin. It's pressure to eat a certain way. It's pressure to exercise a certain way. It's pressure to sort of pay attention to your health in a particular way. It is just all this massive pressure that we're, it's the pressure in the media to, that bodies are portrayed a certain way that we're all feeling every single day. Once you see it, you can't unsee it, particularly the harms of diet culture. Yeah, when you said, like, once you see it, I was I had just been thinking about the fact that I didn't see it, right? Like, I was totally unaware of it. And especially, like, I'm thinking, when I was in the military, it was everywhere. Mm-hmm. And it, part of that is because we had standards that we had to meet. So there are rules that we had to follow. Yes, and those standards themselves are often steeped. It come from diet culture, very right. much so. Absolutely. We had a, a waist circumference as part of our physical fitness test. Mm-hmm. So it didn't matter how fast you could run, how much you could carry. It didn't matter like what you could actually do. Mm-hmm. It mattered what size your waist was. Yeah, such a perfect example. Fatness, not culture. fitness. Yeah. Diet culture. Yeah. And it matters because it's like this impossible thing out there that we're all trying to live up to, right? This quote unquote perfect way of eating or this perfect way of looking or this perfect way of exercising. And you're always going to come up short against it. Or for many, many people, you will run yourself ragged trying to fit the mold at the expense of your own health and well-being. I remember being in Victoria's Secret one time and I was buying bras and everything I tried on did not look like it did on the the runway models. And I was kind of like disappointed. Why don't I look like this? Um, and it's crazy to think that all people should look like that. These are emaciated models that are probably not doing really healthy things for their bodies. And then all of a sudden, we have a mother of two trying to fit her boobs into a bra that would fit these women. It's silly that we're trying to conform to one ideal. Right. It's almost crazy when you think about it that there even is an ideal for what a body is supposed to look like. That would be like having an uh, Imagine if there was an ideal tree and we tried to make every tree fit that exact mold. Yeah, like, that would be boring, first of all. Well, yeah, it would be boring. and uh, But of course, like that could never happen, right? And we're so accepting of it in the natural, when you think about things like trees or flowers or whatever other analogy you want to use. And yet, when it comes to body shape and size, we're culturally conditioned to believe that there's a right way to have a body and a quote-unquote wrong way to have a body. And that's so harmful and toxic. Mm-hmm. And I was even thinking, like, what if there was only one kind of dog? That would be so sad. It would be sad. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I feel like I've thought this before. Nobody looks at, like, a corgi and goes, oh, look at those little ugly legs. (laughs) There's actually an amazing video. If you guys haven't seen it, you should look it up. We can link it in the show notes. It's called Poodle Science and... A point that I don't want to get lost is that diet culture equates thinness with health. And it's really, it's a system of beliefs, really, that's woven into the very fabric of our society. And the medical health care is not immune from it. Diet culture very much equates thinness with health, even though there is 
a, a really large body of research to show that weight and health are not the same thing. People can be healthy in a wide variety of body shapes and sizes in different weights. I have a question. Mm-hmm. When people do start to become aware of diet culture, what do they start seeing? Like, what does it actually look like? Yeah, so, uh, such an excellent question. So what it looks like is, or what, it's often an exercise that I do with clients kind of right in the beginning, is start to notice all the places that diet culture shows up in your life. So what you will notice is, of course, in the media, the way that, that bodies are portrayed, the way that people talk about food, the kind of very stigmatizing language that gets used around people of certain body shape sizes, right, particularly at higher weights. You'll notice advertisements for before and after images. You'll notice, I mean, it's the barrage of products were sold, the, the diet books, the cleanses, the detoxes, the supplements. It's the conversations that show up around the water cooler about, oh, I conversations about weight loss, right? Even just how many times are you sitting at the family dinner table and someone's talking about the diet they're on or watching their calories or having to lose weight or not something they don't like about their bodies, shape, size related. It, it shows up in the beauty industry, the fashion industry. I mean, it truly is everywhere. In the doctor's office, when you walk in and you, you start seeing the posters that are all about the number on the scale. And the problem with it all is that one, it leaves everyone in a rat race of kind of never feeling good enough, but also it disconnects you from your body, right? Our bodies become these sort of commodities that we're trying to quote unquote fix and our bodies aren't broken in the first place. Mm. And making the focus about health kind of so largely weight focused actually misses a couple of key points or a lot of key points really, but that has nothing to do with actual behaviors, right? How, what are the foods someone is eating? How much sleep are they getting? How are they managing their stress? Are they engaging in regular activity? Like health behaviors are very different from the number on the scale and it misses all of that. And then there's also something called the social determinants of health, which is the message in diet culture that sort of in diet culture is health is all about what you eat, how many calories you burn. Well, really, there are so many factors that contribute to a person's health and well-being, right? At a minimum, it's health isn't just physical health. It's mental, emotional well-being in addition to physical health, social well-being, spiritual well-being, however you want to define it. But then there's also environment plays a part. Access to medical care plays a part. Getting fit equal care at the doctor's office free of weight stigma is a huge component of someone's ultimate health and well-being. Stigma stigma and shame from any source take a very tangible toll on health and well-being. So the reason why diet culture is so toxic, it's keeping us all focused on the wrong thing at the expense of actual health and well-being. It's like makes me furious because it's yeah. so harmful. It is yeah. so it's harmful. It's so harmful just because someone lives in a bigger body. We're not even addressing all these health behaviors and we're just worried about how big their body is. Yeah. It's like your weight is the least interesting thing about you. Mm-hmm. You know? Absolutely. And that's what we're all fixated on. One thing you said, Elizabeth, really 
um, stuck out to me, which is our bodies don't need to be fixed because they aren't broken to begin with. And yeah, I, I see that are... all the time. Mm-hmm. Our bodies I are see not that too. projects, right? We're not projects and we're not separate from our bodies. We are our bodies. And I think a lot of times diet culture sets up so many people to feel as though they're battling food. They're battling their body. They can't get their body to do what they quote unquote want it to do. In other words, what diet culture tells them it should do. And what does it look like instead to partner with your body and to move because you want to respect and care for your body, to eat because Mm -hmm. you want to take care of your body. Not because you want to change it or because it, quote unquote, needs fixing. And in my view, when you can shift the lens that way, that's when you're actually pursuing health and well-being. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Which, by the way, isn't a moral obligation. I mean, diet culture will almost even, Mm. you know, if you're not pursuing your health the way that diet culture defines it or you're not working on personal development or I mean it really really it should be autonomous right but some people are going to have it higher priority on their value system than someone else and it may shift depending on where you are in your life and really that should all be okay so it's it's like being able to look at it so much differently yeah there isn't a right or wrong way Mm -hmm. I struggled with that after I had my son I was used to working out a couple times a week you know going for walks all the time And then I had Maverick and like life got really busy (laughs) and um, my body wasn't ready to go back to working out as quickly as I thought it should be. And then when I finally did go back, it is a struggle even still, he's two. And even still for me to get two 30 minute workouts in a week is like a struggle. Mm -hmm. And I have really embraced walking outside. So that's the majority of my movement these days, even when it's a billion degrees out (laughs) and I'm tired from work. We try to get outside because both of us like it. And of course, the dog wants it too. So that's what we do. But, you know, diet culture can't help like nagging me to like, hey, get back in the gym. Mm-hmm. Get your workout on. Yeah. And that's know, the, lift that's, those weights. That's sort of the pressure that I was saying is like diet culture has defined exercise to be something very specific. Mm-hmm. And this is a very tangible example of why it's harmful. If I believe, as diet culture tells me, that exercise has to be X number of minutes in the gym, it has to burn X number of calories, and it has mm-hmm. to produce X amount of sweat. And then I don't have time to fit that in today, or I don't enjoy that brand of exercise. I cannot tell you how many times I hear people say, well, it's not going to count if yes. it doesn't look like that. So I, I, hear that so all I don't the time do it too. anyway. I've said that to you, I think. <laughs> I think I said uh, my walk didn't count because it was commuting and you laughed at me. <laughs> I see people with like Fitbits and Apple Watches all the time go, oh, I forgot to start it. Like, so yes, my last 10 right. minutes don't even count. And I'm like, yes, they do. Yes. It's a crazy thought that we get into that like cycle of like movement not counting. But I totally get the appeal of like closing the rings on your watch or having it reward you with like a, you hit your goal. But Even not if it doesn't if, tell you you hit your goal, like you still did things. Right. And if it sets you up for this all or nothing on again, off again mindset, which is so exactly. common from a dieting mindset, then that's actually not helpful at all. At all. Yep. It's all or none, mm-hmm. but it really should be a continuum. Mm-hmm. 
Absolutely. So you guys know, I mean, my entire practice is about helping people opt out of diet culture. Our entire podcast is really about pushing back on not just diet culture, but hustle culture and toxic positivity and really carving a new path. So we're so excited that you're here joining us on our podcast because all of our episodes are going to focus on how do you carve that new path? How do you carve the path to true health and well-being in that holistic sense? Yeah. Yeah. And we can't wait to take you on the journey with us. Yeah, I'm excited. Yay! So am I. So can I give everyone out there just a tiny little thing that you may work on or think about? Just notice where diet culture shows up in your life and how it makes you feel. Start to become aware of how prevalent it is and then stick with us for the journey because we're going to kind of help show you not only why, how harmful it can be, but that, that new path. Beautiful. Love it. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Wellness Rebranded. If you found this helpful, please take a moment to leave us a review and share it with your friends. If you'd like to learn more about me, Mora, you can find me at my website, moratunny.com. If you want to connect with Tara, find her on Instagram at Tara De Leon Fitness. To connect with Elizabeth, visit her at elizabeththarisnutrition.com. And while you're there, follow the link to join her health and healing with intuitive eating community on Facebook. 